Hey you guys, welcome back to No Content, episode 91, and if you're wondering if something sounds a little different, it's because I'm doing the intro this time, because Ryan's out sick. So I have a very special guest today, you know her very, very well, I'm sure by now, Ryan Nadia. Yay! I'm here <laughs> to save Christmas! <laughs> it's Dear Nadia, everybody. She is back, and she is co-hosting with me for a very special episode. Unfortunately, Ryan's out sick today. He is a little bit under the weather, so I thought I'd take over and, you know, I be, our, be our host. I, I said, can I be Ryan? Yeah, like, uh, this came out of the blue. <laughs> like, I, I totally did not expect this, but, you know, Nadia really pulled through and just, like, was, like, let me let me co-host. I want to do this. And I'm like, yes, we Ryan. need to. <laughs> we need to. And you know what? We just did it. This, like, literally happened, like, an hour ago. And... Yeah. Yeah, like, we we did not plan this at all. So, you know what? We're shooting it from the hip. It's perfectly on on brand with us just doing everything from the hip. Yes. <laughs> so we've got a, a pretty, pretty substantial news to talk about on Twitch today. Um, so as you might know, PogChamp has been replaced. Now, as you know, PogChamp was recently um, removed because of Gutex, who is the face of PogChamp. Now, he had some unsavory things to say, um on Twitter and because of that he had to be removed from the platform because we didn't want to see him um I guess we didn't want his views to be uh I guess I don't know what do you what do you how do you say this uh promoted by the platform is um, he banned to you does he stream I don't you know I don't know I know he's a pretty big figure in the fighting game community I don't know if he streams I think he's a commentator uh this is this is where Ryan would have come in because he's like a really big like fighting game person. I don't really know too much about like what um, platforms he has, uh, or if yeah. he's just mostly on Twitter. Um, oh, I, I wonder if he'd be banned from hosting then, commentating from if it's broadcast on Twitch. Right. Yeah, that's a good question. It, it that would be very very interesting. I don't know if anybody else who's who's been like banned for having those kinds of views. Um, I mean, he's, he's had some very controversial stuff. Like he's, he's been kind of like talking about a lot of conspiracy type theories for, for months now. Um, mm -hmm. so he's, I don't know. I feel like he's, he's kind of, uh, canceled at this point. Um, but I don't know. What, what's your take on it, Nadia? Mm, at first I didn't know who he was. And then I, I was really confused. It took a lot of explaining of like, no, he's the fake, he's the pop champ guy. So we we x him out. We don't want him anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, sounds good. Moving on. Um, but you brought up an interesting point about the swiftness Twitch has had responding to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did. He get he. It was like very quick. It was within days where he said some controversial things on Twitter, and because of that his face was removed and Twitch issued a statement pretty quickly and relatively speaking, it was very fast. And then they implemented, would you say this is normal for Twitch? Eh, I don't know if it would be, it's, it's definitely out of the ordinary. It, I don't know if it's maybe in the works for a really long time because like 
implementing the whole rotating of Twitch emotes uh, for PogChamp. So um, I guess I should back up a little bit because um, because PogChamp was removed, they actually replaced the PogChamp remote with a rotating, um, I guess, I was going to say a cascade, but that's not the right word. It's uh, a collection of... A pool. A pool of PogChamp emotes. So every 24 hours, you are going to get a new PogChamp emote. And this functionality, like, it probably couldn't... It couldn't have taken, like, a day to program. Or it, it might be, like, that somebody on the inside is just, like, uploading a new PogChamp, like, every day, like, manually or something like that. But... Mm-hmm it really seems out of the ordinary that this happens so quickly. So, um, I don't know. Do, do you, did you, do you feel like it was really fast? Yeah, it, it does seem really fast, but it's, it's really weird. You, you can't <laughs> Twitch keeping you on your toes as usual. <laughs> yeah. I some, know, things right? are fast, some things are, you don't hear from them for weeks. They completely ignore topics. They get on really strange topics. It, it I don't does. know. Yeah, it really seems, seems like some things get like expedited, but then some things just kind of like, I don't know, sit and fester for a little while. So I don't know. I don't know what uh, lit a fire on Twitch's butt to get this going. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, Gutex, I'm sorry, you're gone. Um, and also, FFZ followed suit. Um, Frankerface Z, the um, plugin for Twitch, has, has removed all forms of PogChamp or Pog-related emotes. So if you see his face at all, it's gone. Um, I believe the only things that are left are Pog, like just the ones that are showing his mouth. So if you see his full face, that's gone. Um, BTTV has not, actually. They have stood their ground, and they are keeping all of the PogChamp-related emotes. So, so if you really want those pog emotes if you really really miss them they're on bttv but on anything else they are gone wasn't it day nine's idea to do the rotating faces daily yeah he he did tweet something and i think twitch actually replied to him uh he said that every time that you uh type out pog champ it would be a random pog champ emote um so it, it's it's a little different uh, it, it's a much cooler idea. Just it looks like an actual crowd of just random people pogging, but like it's kind of like a, a half measure that Twitch implemented. You know, like I would have I would have loved Day Nine's idea. Like that that idea was great. And because that's, it's all of us. Exactly. Right? Yeah, Aww. it's like representative of all of us. Like it really touches your heart. It really warms your heart. And that was such a great idea. And I really wish that Twitch implemented that instead of this, like, changing it out every day or so. Um, but, man, that would have been just so cool, right? I mean, just thinking about, like, having, I don't know, a pool of, like, 100, 200, or just, I don't know how many streamers you could put in there. But, like, it would be amazing to have this just huge pool of emotes to, to draw from. Um, so to clarify, the difference is Day9 wanted it to be random every time you type PogChamp, and then yes. Twitch's actual thing is this, a, a strict person every day that changes, right? Yeah, yeah. so okay. every time you type PogChamp, like, you can type it over and over again, and every single time it, it will be different. 
So if you'd have like a thousand people in chat all typing PogChamp, it would be like thousands of random emotes. Um, so it would have been so cool to see that. You know, it would actually look like an actual crowd representative of, you know, Twitch chat. But, you know, I put it on the wish list, I guess, for one of one of many things that I wish uh, on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, not, not to get off topic or anything like that, but I've always wanted to get, like, better mod tools and stuff like that from them. Um, you know, I me, me and Ryan, we'd always talk about, like, having better uh moderation tools like if someone changes their name their username or something like that we're able to like track that and keep that in in the logs but as of right now like we don't have anything for that um mm -hmm. but you know it is what it is i guess uh, do you have any uh, other thoughts on it nope you i'm fine with moving on so in... Next story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In other Twitch news, uh, the Gref G, I hope I'm like pronouncing his name correctly, but he's a Spanish streamer, and today he managed to get the highest concurrent viewers on all of Twitch ever. Yeah. Like, he hit 2.46 million concurrent viewers. That is actually... It's actually insane. I don't believe it. You don't believe it? Really? Do you know, do you know who the, the past record holder was? Uh, for like an individual streamer? I, I want to say it's either... I can't, I'm, I'm blanking. I'm, it's either Dr. Disrespect or Tyler1 for individual streamer. Okay, okay. Uh, and somewhere, I think, I think it's somewhere around 700 something thousand, I believe. I can't remember the uh, specifics, but, uh, for a uh, stream in general, um, I believe it was, um, a League of Legends championship. I think it was 1.1 million or so, or it might've been PlayStation, which was also around hovering around 1 million. Uh, so those channels, it was, it, they got blown out of the water 2.46 million concurrent viewers like he, he's a spanish streamer and i believe that that accounts for about five percent of the entire country of spain jesus <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine five percent of an entire country doing anything <laughs> no oh <laughs> It's like it's mind-boggling to think of, like, and and to and to think that his stream was just to reveal like this uh, Fortnite skin. Yeah, like he he had himself uh, put in game um, alongside Ninja and, and many others. I'm sure I'm actually kind of like out of the Fortnite, you know, circle the sphere, but like it's actually insane. Like no matter the subject matter, this is mind-boggling i'm not even sure if it's going to be beaten like that's twice as many as league's world championship like i i don't know did you see it i did not okay. i i couldn't get a chance to see it but uh was this skin even cool it must have been really cool it it does look pretty cool i i'm not gonna lie oh sorry what you did see it then i did see the skin the skin, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. 
it I didn't see the stream though. So, but he he mm-hmm. he had like a celebration stream. It was just like showing it off and stuff. But actual actually mind boggling. I I I'm just like completely astounded. I'm I'm kind of speechless. Do you uh, have any thoughts on on this insane viewer count? <laughs> it I mean. It's like, how did this happen? Like, he must have promoted it elsewhere. If Fortnite Epic promoted them, you know, it, like, you don't. Who is this guy? He's from YouTube. What's going on? It's a story. I I had never heard of this guy before, ever. Yeah. But... Just come out of nowhere like this? Serve you lots of foot? We don't know. Ooh. Um, I don't know. So. Maybe, maybe part of it makes me wonder, like, how how large is like the Twitch viewership outside of Twitch? I mean, outside of the U.S. Um, because there are are tons and tons and tons of people that are you know um, streaming in Europe, in South America, in Asia, and we have no knowledge of them. And their user base is probably gigantic. Um, and I remember seeing on on Reddit this was uh, this was a post on uh, data is beautiful, and it showed um, Twitch communities and how large they are compared to other um, communities all over the world. And you look at it, and you think that you know U.S. streamers have really large communities, but they're equal in size to streamers in. You know, South America, Europe, all over the place. And we never really hear of them. Yeah. And it speaks to the American ego a little bit too, I think. Like, it kind of does. America number one, no one else matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, oh, wow, like there's actually streamers in other countries. But like, right. it's, yeah, like it's, it's actually kind of crazy to think about, but like it makes a lot of sense. Like there's tons of gamers in Europe. There's tons of gamers in South America and they all have content creators of their own that cater to them. And maybe it doesn't seem so crazy or, you know, out of place to have 2.4 million viewers if, you know, that person is really, really well known within that space. So, I mean, congrats to him. Like, that's insane. That's actually incredible. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. But yeah, moving on, we that's that's actually about all of the Twitch news that I had for you guys today. Um, so I guess we can talk about something else uh, that's been on our minds recently. Um, you know, it's it's the new year. It's uh, time for you know new resolutions and things like that. We have a new chance to just you know work on something and build build ourselves towards being a better person and. Well, I'll let you take it away, Nadia. What are your new New Year's resolutions? New Year, new me. No, um, <laughs> I love resolutions so much. New Year's resolution I look forward to is like it's like Christmas 2.0. It's exciting. Um, the thing is about resolutions is people get caught up on the whole idea of if I want to improve myself, why wouldn't I just start today? Why would I wait for January 1st to do that? And the pe- when people pick resolutions for New Year's, it's usually exercise and everyone gets the gym membership and they give up within a month and then they forget about it. And then by the time December's here, 
nobody talks about did you keep your resolution because everybody forgot the resolution and didn't keep it mm -hmm. but not me <laughs> <laughs> um i like to pick resolutions that are like procrastination oriented like i've been meaning to do this thing i want to improve on this thing but it's not today i don't it's too hard you back burner it kind of thing mm -hmm. um one a couple of years ago for me was giving up caffeine uh for health reasons and um, for coffee for my teeth and i tried so many times and then you get the withdrawals and i just love coffee and then i'm like no new year's we're doing this and then i had a miserable January. You gifted me a bunch of black tea. We <laughs> <laughs> transition for Christmas. You gifted me all this black tea. It was oh, so no. funny. Do you remember? I remember this. I was like, oh crap, did I screw up? Oh, that's right. She stopped drinking caffeine. Oh no. You were helping me wean off it though, because black tea has less caffeine than coffee. And I that's was like, right. gonna have this transition period oh, of weaning right. off. Oh, black tea, green tea, like going down the line up until none to make it easier. But then I like forced it and did it in like two weeks. And then <laughs> all this tea for me that would last a year. Yes, um, I, I remember now. I was like, oh, it's about like six months worth of tea because someone in chat like did the math, or apparently. <laughs> if you had like one tea bag a day. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, that was twenty. That was my twenty nineteen resolution, and I'm. I still haven't had any caffeine. I'm very good, little dear. Wow. Um, and my resolution for twenty nineteen was to call my grandma regularly, and I failed at that immediately. So twenty nineteen was xed out. <laughs> oh. Um. This year, what is your resolution? You go first. Uh, well, for this year, it's, you know, it's really hard to keep resolutions that don't have, like, a quantifiable goal. Like, say, yes. it's easier to keep a resolution where you're like, I want to walk a mile a day, you know, mm -hmm. because it's easy to keep track of, you know when you've hit it, and you can, like, check that off your list. Um, so, unfortunately, I don't have anything like that. I have a more, um gray area i guess kind of resolution where it's kind of like it's nebulous it's not really like set in stone but my new year's resolution was actually to um well it's actually to stop having negative thoughts and now this is something that i've like been kind of working through and trying to better myself uh with but you know Sometimes you just have these recurring negative thoughts about yourself, about the world around you, and it may not be true. It may just be entirely within your head. And what I wanted to do was take those thoughts and recognize when I'm having them so that when I do, I can push them aside, just gently push them away and say, no, I don't, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to think about this. I know this isn't true. I know that this is something that I don't want in my life because it does nothing for me. It doesn't make my life any better. It only serves to weaken it. It serves to make life worse and it can affect uh, my relationships. Uh, so 
I want to make a better effort at recognizing when this happens so I can kind of just nip it in the bud and just like push it out of out of the way out of my mind and yeah I mean it's it's one of the resolutions that I feel like is not just a resolution but it's something that I want to try and make a part of my life um permanently uh because it's just that important it's not something that i want to do just because it's the new year it's it i want to do it because it's it's something um that i want to make a part of my life you know like exercise it's not something that you just do it's something that needs to be a part of your life if you want to make it work um so yeah i mean there's what's that sorry i love that oh thank you yeah it's uh i don't have an like an actual set number like because i don't think i can quantify this in any way but it's uh yeah it's something that i've just uh, always uh tried to do but i i want to make it like a resolution make it like something that i write down and say i'm gonna do this and it's something that i can look uh back at um every day and say like i'm gonna do this today but yeah that's my that's Um. my resolution if I may, when you had negative thoughts mm-hmm. in the past, did you have trouble identifying them? And did you have trouble like knowing what to do with those thoughts? No, the, the, the problem that I had was that I was lose focus with whatever I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. So whenever I, I'd have these negative thoughts, uh, what would happen is it would kind of take me, take that focus away from whatever I was doing. And then I would get in, uh, go down this like rabbit hole uh, where I would focus on that instead and then I think about like related thoughts to that and it would this would this is something that I would spend like quite a bit of time on like several minutes and then mm-hmm. when I realize that you know this is happening I'd have to like force myself to get back and focus on the other thing that I was doing this was something that like affected a lot of stuff that I was doing. Um, so that was the major issue. It was, um, I mean, I guess part of it was noticing that it was there because like it would take a lot of time to really just force myself back. Um, but that was, that was the major issue. It was just that it was taking away focus from everything. It was, I, I, uh, I feel like I was missing out on other experiences because I was focusing too much on those inner thoughts if if you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so yeah that was uh that was the main issue it sounds incredibly difficult to suddenly go to i just won't go down the rabbit hole anymore it sounds like a really difficult task oh yeah it's I, I no doubt it's a really difficult task i mean but then you know you you manage to like wean yourself off of caffeine in two weeks so uh brute force brute force this is like punch <laughs> through it work here like you don't just go oh just stop being negative right there has to be like it's more complex than that surely oh yeah yeah uh, it's it's definitely different than you know kicking a, a caffeine addiction it's because mm-hmm. like if you've spent so much time just doing this one thing your entire life or as long as you can remember um it's it's really hard to like kick that um so it's it's kind of like a work in progress um so maybe it might not 
uh, completely go away this year. Maybe it might take like two or three years or maybe more. But, you know, it's kind of like it's it's I, I see this resolution more as a promise to myself that I will continue to do this mm-hmm. um, from from this point onward or at least try my best to. My, uh, I asked I asked my hairstylist what her resolution is, and she's like, "I don't like the word resolution. It implies that there's something wrong. I like focus because it's positive." And I'm like, "Very cool. I I I, I could get behind that. I like that." And um, it, 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 they go hand in hand, though, right? When you're trying to do something positive, there's you're making more room for good and less room for something like negative thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. That is very true. Um, I like that way of thinking about it. Yeah, it's very like kumbaya, but I was like, <laughs> you kind of have a point there, I guess. Um, yeah. Mine is really similar, my resolution this year. I, oh. I spent a long time on it. Um, and I do like things being quantifiable, like you were mentioning, just so I feel like I really did it and it didn't just kind of like fade away somehow and I forget it. Just for me, um, and that's to write daily musings, daily reflection thoughts, just write it down, um, uh-huh. daily. I th- and I think it's really cool to like, you know, you think back a long time ago, like last January, what was I doing today? I have no idea. But if I had a planner that just had a few sentences of my thoughts, then mm-hmm. that'd be enough to like shake those memories awake and what was rhinodia like a year ago which is kind of cool um and pretty grounding so i think that does does not sound good for like your mental health i guess like in practice and theory yeah it it really does because like you know you you kind of put all your thoughts out on paper and when you look at them sometimes you may think that some thoughts don't make sense you know some thoughts seem kind of um, I don't know, out of place. Like if you look at it from a year from now, you might think mm-hmm. back and say, man, what was I thinking then? That was, that's really weird. Why did I think that? That's just not, that's totally not true. Yeah. So what, um, what made you decide to start journaling and um, writing these thoughts down? Um, last year I started bullet journaling for COVID. That was, like everyone like got a hobby for COVID. I think yours was baking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine was bullet journaling. Very, very girly. Um, <laughs> and that kind of encompassed everything, like thoughts, uh, art, um, which I'm terrible at. Pixie's the artist, everyone. <laughs> and planning. And I decided that's, like, too messy, and I wanted to, like, break it down so I have everything separated now, which is mm-hmm. I love. And I still want to do art. I always have this like thing of I always want to do some I have a hobby that keeps you creative, one that keeps you active, um, and one that keeps you mindful. Mm-hmm. So I don't have an active one <laughs> <laughs> anymore because of COVID. Um, but I think it is important to keep creative, and I'm not very creative. Um, so, but it's like good for you, right? So journaling helps with that. Oh, that's really cool. And I, I, I really like that. It just keeps your brain active and, you know, creative, as you said. Um, could, could you actually explain what bullet journaling is for those who don't know? 
Oh, sorry. Uh, it's like the paper has little dots on it as like a little guide, and they're blank pages with just dots. And instead of getting like a planner that says like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on it already, and it's all organized for you, you have the complete creativity to organize it how you want and design it how you want. And it can change every single day, every single week. Mm. And it's just, it's like the ultimate do it yourself framework for everything so oh that's really cool instantly addicted to pens when you do this <laughs> so you're now a pen aficionado i take it i take it we, we love pens here inks pens nibs all of that i apologize if you hear my boston terrier's sassy snoring in the background by the way <laughs> no it's totally cool um we we love sassy she's great I, I can't hear. You can't. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally, it's totally cool. Uh, it, it just adds something to, to, to the podcast, you know, it, it grounds us. Are you still doing banking? Banking? Banking. Oh, banking. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know why I heard banking. I'm like, wait, what? Am I still banking? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, not as much. Um, the last thing that I baked was uh, I made some biscuits. Um, so mm-hmm. I found a recipe for some vegan biscuits. And I know some some Southerners out there might be like, oh, that is a cardinal sin right there. Um, but uh, yeah, I found this Can recipe. Not to, to have vegan biscuits because, you know, like biscuits are like full of butter and like. Oh, you need the butter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Butter, uh, maybe even lard margarine margarine yep and you know it, it, they didn't turn out half bad actually like um i i totally make them again i i think that like it turned out pretty well just using like a substitute like vegetable oil um based spread like it turned out really really well i probably would have like covered it with uh maybe like a sugar wash or something like that just to um make it brown a little bit more um mm-hmm. but it it was it was pretty good i mean i'd totally do it again um i'd i have plans to like uh do another kind of bread though i really want to get back into bread baking that was that was really fun yeah that sounds like really advanced baking yeah it's it's, it's i don't know it's it, it kind of feels like you're taking care of something because i i wanted to get back into um sourdough bread baking and when you're like making sourdough starter you have to take care of this um little jar of starter um every now and then it's kind of like a plant you have to come back to it like once a week you have to separate half of it out um and if you don't use it you have to throw it away but you have to keep feeding it you have to keep feeding it uh flour um every now and then and keep it growing, keep it alive, so that when you do use it, it's like fresh and you know strong. Um, so that's something that I really wanted to do too, um, just because I love sourdough. Uh, mm. Yeah. So yeah, I know COVID's kind of like uh, forced us to pick up a bunch of hobbies and just kind of learn a bunch of things. I I got plenty of books on bread baking. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Did you pick up any other hobbies uh, during? during this uh, quarantine? Um, um, 
Not really. That's the main one. Mm. Yeah. Um, would you like to answer some fan mail? Oh, wait, I have fan mail? Wait, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was sent to the email, um, nocontent at gmail.com. I have it here. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, this one is from Far Falcon. He says, Pixie Woo Woo, <laughs> you're very considerate. If you could interview anyone, who would it be? I'll pause there so you can answer. <laughs> um, wow, if I could interview anybody. anybody. Anyone. I mean, I could say Far Falcon. <laughs> I... <gasps> oh. <laughs> I'm that's sure that's flattering answer. Yeah, I'm very considerate. Is, is that your final answer? <laughs> um, geez, I don't know. Like, uh, I these these are these are really tough questions for me to answer because, like, I feel like I have to think about it for a really long time, or I'm going to miss somebody that I like okay. didn't think about. Um, okay. answer regret. <laughs> Well, is there it, someone who comes to mind? I the the biggest um, the biggest name that I can think of like right now is probably Valkyrie. Oh, cute. I I would love to like just be able to like chat with her for a little bit, just because like you know um, her her meteor growth is actually like bonkers. Um, just the past year from twenty twenty uh, the beginning of the year till now, um, her numbers have been consistently growing i think she started off at about 1800 viewers on youtube um she had uh just signed a new contract uh she just started um streaming fortnite on there and somewhere around august she hit around 10,000 concurrent viewers and from there it was just like exponential growth and i don't know i think i think her story is just really cool and i just i i'd like to just have her on the podcast but, you know, one can dream, right? That's cute. But, yeah. Uh, was there a second part to that uh, that yeah. fan mail? Yeah. He wants to know, if there's one thing you could change about Los Angeles area, what would it be? If I could change one thing about Los Angeles, I would want to change... Yeah, I, th I, I, think, uh, I think I know this one. This one is pretty easy. It's... The traffic. Okay. This this city is so bad for quality of life because you have to drive everywhere. And the problem with the driving everywhere is that when you get there, it's really, really hard to find parking. And then you have to, like, wait through all the people just to, like, find a place to park. It's just a really kind of miserable place to live if you have to drive anywhere. And so L.A. is separated um, for those who don't know, um, the northern part of L.A. County is behind um, these mountains, these hills. And a majority of the people actually live there because it's probably one of the ch cheaper places to live. Um, and a large majority of people have to commute south past the mountains into um, the denser parts of the city. So every morning or every, every time there's rush hour you have to funnel through these uh, choke points. There's like maybe 
three, four options that you could take to get from one place to the other. And so you're always sitting there in these choke points, just in traffic all the time. And I would really, really love it if there's a like a way to just not have to drive anywhere. But hey, we're... Your solution. Yeah, yeah. It creates a ton of pollution too. No, no. Tell us your solution. Oh, jeez. Okay, so I, 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 the reason why I'm like messing up hearing what Nadia is saying is because like whenever I'm saying something, it, it muffles what Nadia is saying. There's some sort of attenuation thing going on. Um, oh, but... so I can't interrupt you? What the <laughs> heck? No, I'm sorry, Nadia. You can't. <laughs> um, but the solution, I, yeah, I would, I would love to see like some sort of mass transit, but like, I know that's never going to happen. Well, okay. You're, you, let's play God. Let's, how would you do it? Um, bulldoze the mountains, uh, create mass transit, um, subways over, overground trains, um, what else can we, what, what else can we throw in there? You, you want it to be like New York? I would love it to be more like New York, actually. Like mm -hmm. more vertical mm -hmm. growth instead of outward. Just so mm -hmm. like, it's easier to get anywhere. And also the one thing I really like about New York is that you can walk to places. For sure. You don't have to like drive. You don't really have to take mass transit if you don't want to. You can, you can just walk like oh i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna walk to the park today i'm gonna like walk to get groceries um now i'm gonna walk to work like it's totally totally easy um but yeah like i would also i mean I, there's the second part uh, the second thing that i want to change about this city is the housing cost but yeah keep dreaming yeah i keep dreaming that's probably like an even <laughs> That's an even like loftier goal. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, well, the last piece is a follow-up question, I think, to a past podcast. Um, have you and Ryan detailed your cars? How did it go? <laughs> um, well, I did go over, I didn't get like a professional detailing. I don't think either of us have. Um, but I did go over to his house one day and, uh, I got my car washed. Um, uh, and he has like all of these supplies that he just pulled out. Like every time I was like, you know, working on my car, he'd pull out another tool, like another, like another vacuum or like another power washer or something like that. And it was basically a detailing shop because of just how many <laughs> tools he had. So he had all these different types of like soaps, um, these uh, wipes, towels, different types of towels, different types of buckets full of different types of cleaners. And I'm like, oh, this is this is actually insane. But when when I got done with it, when we got done with it, it looked like a brand new car. It was actually pretty, pretty wild how gross my car looked before that. Like, I didn't realize it, but like it, it just caked on all of this grime of, you know, L.A. smog. Mm -hmm. And when when we got all that off, it was it was like a mirror finish. It was actually like wild. I didn't expect it. Did you guys do the clay? Yeah, yeah, that took the, the longest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
that took the longest. It was um this so it's the the clay the clay bar is like this tiny little um it feels like a kneaded eraser if you know uh, what those are. Um, it's about uh, maybe like two inches wide, and you have to wipe your entire car with this little two-inch piece of rubber or plastic. You don't have to do the whole car, just like the bad parts. No, it's the entire thing. All right, you try hard. <laughs> no, really. Like, I went over my entire car with this little two-inch piece of thing, and that's, like, that's, like, what you have to do because, like, you're, like... Yeah, like the 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 thing is supposed to like remove all these like micro particles and stuff. So you actually have to go over the entire thing otherwise you'll like have little spots on on your car um where you you didn't go over it. It won't have that like sort of like mirror like finish. So you can you can tell pretty easily if you if you like skip a few parts. So I spent like a good hour, I think, on that part. <laughs> okay. We take we take our curse seriously, Nadia. We 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 baby them. That's cute. I did I did the clay bar, but I didn't do the whole thing. I just did the areas with ice. Could visually see imperfections. Oh really? So you you detailed your car too? Yeah yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll have to talk shop sometime. We'll have to talk like cleaners I, and solutions. I know some things. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about ceramic waxing, darling. <laughs> oh, guys! Oh my gosh, she knows what ceramic waxing is. I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know about that. Yes, I know some things. That's um, actually yeah, I did amazing. A, I did a deep dive. I was on the car detailing subreddit. Yes, I was. Really? I'm sub- subscribed to some YouTubers. This okay. This is actually kind of shocking to me. I did not know this. <laughs> What? Yeah. Okay, I need to know more about this. Like, okay, how did this come about? I think I saw a recommended video or something that was like super long. Like, it was like a satisfying video of someone cleaning their car. And I was like, this is satisfying. And it was very inspiring. I'm like, I want to do this. Um, if you like, you can, you can do a lot. Like, you could take the seats out of your car. Like, so there's so much you can do. I didn't, I didn't go that hard, but. I, I spent quite a bit on a bunch of different cleaners. There's so many, and microfiber towels, and I got a I got one of those hose attachments that like you put this separate car soap into it so that when you use your hose, oh, yeah. it soaks directly onto your, like a foam thing, a foam cannon thing, directly into the car so that it distributes better. Um, I just I learned the things. I feel smart now. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Oh, this is wild. I did not know this about you at all. Like, I don't even have any of this right. stuff. No? No. I I don't even have, like, a, a simple towel to wipe anything with. I have, like, paper towels that I wipe my dash with. Oh, no. No, no, no. You can't use paper towels. That will, that will scratch. You have to use plush. And there's, like, high pile towels and regular microfiber towels. Yes. What? You know what? I'm going to have to hit you up for, like, some knowledge later. <laughs> <laughs> like that's really cool though that like you know you got all of this stuff and you're like you learned all about taking care of your car yes i'm a little more critical now when i'm in other people's cars like looking around like mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh no okay nadia has become like this car cleaning snob now like mm -mm, you didn't use yeah that? It, it changes well okay you're above me you're with your clay bar for the whole thing that, that was just like manual labor though that's just like i didn't know what i was doing i was just like ryan just handed me this like little thing it was like here rub your car with it <laughs> God, like, my arm hurts bro just thinking about it <laughs> so man yeah i'll have to hit you up later just like be like oh, let's talk shop let's talk cleaners let's talk uh solvents and stuff yeah 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 anyways um moving on um you know seeing as how we're in the new year um there's plenty of games coming out and I'm sure that there are plenty of games on your mind actually that are releasing this year and I was wondering if you had any that you were looking forward to I as a matter of fact I do I'm very excited for what the horror genre has to offer this year um question for you though who knows more about game development how mm -hmm. do you think COVID has like slowed down or affected games because i know games take like years to make so mm -hmm. where do we when when do we see the repercussions of 2020 affecting game releases you know funny thing is i think COVID actually helped the game industry because a lot more people are staying inside a lot of people are looking for entertainment that's indoors and you know gaming is there um i think that's kind of like part of the reason why we saw such a huge rise in twitch viewership and like youtube viewership um, during this whole pandemic. Um, so when we saw um, games coming out like uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, when we saw Phasmophobia, uh, Among Us especially, these uh, games, I'm not sure if they would have been as big as they are if this pandemic didn't keep all of us inside all the time. Uh, so I, I actually think that this has been like a really, really good year for game developers and I more so meant sorry to interrupt I more so meant the other side of it like the development part like people who would normally go into an office and work on a game oh um they couldn't because of quarantine issues and distancing mm -hmm. there's definitely been like a little bit of a struggle to change especially for those who feel like working in an office is um beneficial to like the whole development process um because I, I know certain uh, managers will say that your creativity um, is uh, increased when you're around other creatives and you're able to like look at each other's work. You're able to just like bounce ideas off of each other a lot easier. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's some benefits to, you know, being in an office. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's been a little bit of a change, but I think overall, I think it became better. And and the reason for that is um I okay, so I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here because a lot of studios do this. Uh but open floor plans. I absolutely <laughs> hate open floor plans with a passion. <laughs> um, Why? So okay, so open floor plans. Um so if you go into like a, a lot of modern offices, you'll see that there are no like actual individual offices for most of the workers. So everybody is sort of sitting out in this very large open 
um, floor, basically. There's no dividers um, separating people. It's just desks after desk after desk. And what happens is you hear everything. Like you, you, you have no insulation from all the things that are going around. So you have to either put on headphones or you just have to listen to everybody, you know, Tom, Dick and Larry talking about like their, their weekend or like, you know, what's, you know, their problems in their lives and, you know, what their growth is on their arm or whatever. Um, so you, you hear all of these conversations and sometimes when you just want to like get something done, you really can't because you lose focus. You can't really concentrate on your work because all of these other people are just like chatting it up or like there's always some sort of something interrupting you. So when when we move to a work from home environment, I realized I, I could just get a lot more done because there weren't as many interruptions. So okay. I, I, I think that, yeah. I think in that case, like I think it's been pretty great actually um but you know there's 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 a little bit of adjustment you know it's kind of hard but i think as a whole i think more companies are going to do this i i think i think in the end more people are going to be working from home and we're showing that this is this is viable this is something that we can keep doing and you know all those ideas about being in the office uh I think those ideas are going to get thrown out because we can produce more work and, and much faster because of that. What about like the really big companies, like the AAA companies? Do they have offices? Um, they they have like offices. Grand Theft Auto Six. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, I know. <laughs> but what's their office like? Um, let's see, Rockstar Games. I don't know what their office is like. They're in London, I believe. Um, oh. Rockstar also has a branch in San Diego. Uh, but I don't know what their office is like. Um, but uh, what what were you specifically asking about the offices? Like, do you think they work from home, like companies like that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, um, they do? Oh, cool. I, uh, I, have, I have friends that work at Blizzard. And they're all working from home. Uh, I know um, one of my buddies at Riot also uh, works from home. Um, anybody who's in the office is usually like they have to get special permission to go there, uh, and it has to be like for a very like specific reason. Um, like uh, they have to pick up equipment or drop something off. Um, they or like there's some sort of security issue that they have to deal with. Um, so. Everything is remote. So what happens is you get sent a computer, usually, um, and all of your work is done on that company computer. Uh, so you would um, use a VPN, uh, most likely, to uh, connect to the internal network in order to like access all the confidential stuff. Um, so nothing ever really lives on your home computer, where you know there could be a lot of security issues. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, that way they can clamp down on any kind of leaks or anything like that. Um, there's a lot of ways you can prevent a computer from like, uh, being, um, accessed. Like, uh, they could turn off the ability to plug in USB, uh, thumb drives. Uh, so they can like protect their, uh, IP that way. Um, so on the security side, it's, it's totally, 
it's totally like cool. Like there's really no issues with it, with that. Thank you for the inside knowledge. <laughs> no problem. I'm I'm your game dev insider over here. Thank you, Pixie. Uh, okay, well, we're going back to 2021 games. Um, yeah. I'm excited for first and foremost Resident Evil Village, which is the eighth installment of the Resident Evil series, and it is a continuation of Resident Evil Seven, where we left off. I think it's like a year later, and it's also in the first person perspective, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. And you loved Resident Evil 7, right? Very much so. Didn't you give that to me? I did, yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> this was, uh, I gifted that to you like four years ago? Heck yeah! <laughs> it was a long time. I love Resident Evil 7, such a unique take on the Resident Evil franchise. Um, are you, would you play that? Yeah, I would definitely give it a shot. You went. Did you play seven? I did. It was, it was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed seven, um, and I would definitely give eight a shot. Um, I didn't actually finish three though, um, for the remake. Yeah, the remake. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I really liked the first person. I really loved the beginning of Resident Evil Seven. Like it just hooked me. I love the design of everything, the graphics, the design of like this gross house. Like it really brought me back to like those Resident Evil roots of just being in a creepy manor house and like you're kind of like discovering something about um the house itself and the people that are there um the, so, in the bayou in the bayou yep <laughs> with jack yeah and I'm, I'm sure people are listening and shuddering at the idea of the boat section of the game oh yeah <laughs> yeah, the boat the the boat wasn't my favorite part. <laughs> it's no one's favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, whenever I play a Resident Evil game, I actually get sad when I have to leave the manor house and I have to go to like the laboratory because it, it's featured in a lot of Resident Evil games. It's the the um the Umbrella Corporation and like where you where they manufacture the virus and like all the evil scientists there and stuff like that. And yes. I always get sad at that part because it, it actually feels more generic to me. Like I feel like Resident Evil, like the 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 bread and butter is the manor. Like the this mansion with all of these kind of um archaic puzzles and and like things that you can discover, all the mysterious parts of it. Like I, I really love that. Yeah. I love it all. I don't know. I'm not picky. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Please <laughs> We want to now Resident Evil Village. Um, what is next, that coming out? It's not. It's not announced. It's just this oh. year. Oh, gotcha. Everything on my list is just this year. Mm. Um, next game is actually Five Nights at Freddy's. I think this is like the ninth game. There's so many of them, but this one's very different. It's called Security Breach. Have you heard of it? I have not. It's a little different. Usually, Five Nights at Freddy's is this point and click. Uh, you know, check the cameras. Things are coming at you. You just stay in your security room, right? Mm -hmm. But this one is going to be an 80s vibe. It's going to be 3D. You are a pizza girl who is leaving the office for the first time and scourging the halls. That's what is implied by the 
footage that has been released. Um, nothing is too concrete yet, but the idea of them making this like a full-fledged game is really exciting. And they have the budget, so I want to see it. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty cool. You know, I actually never, I don't think I've ever seen like Five Nights at Freddy's gameplay. What? I, I'm, I'm either like, I'm completely blanking on it or I haven't actually seen this game. It's the animatronics one where there's like the, the, the teddy bear is the famous one and they have Chica, I think is the, the chicken. And it's like a creepy old dead animatronic that's like been ghosted alive kind of thing and is killing you in the night. And you're just the security guard trying to get through every single night and survive. I, yeah. I'm, Hello? Well, this is, I, this is it's like a staple i okay so i've seen like screenshots of it but i, I don't think I don't, I don't even think i've seen you play it i've played it i know only I, two, i've played two of them two of them um, I, so a long like, time ago i know you've played it but i probably didn't see you play it yes so i don't know if i've i i would have seen like other like um pieces of gameplay like yeah, this is um this might have been like before my time. This might have been like 2014, 2015. Oh, it's old, yeah. But so, they, I mean there's there's been some like every year, but they're like not good. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like they're like this like their originals like hailed as the best and then all the new ones are like you tried to like recreate <laughs> the best but you can't. So, I'm glad they're like digging down and like doing something really different and flipping it. Um and they might fail, who knows. We'll see, 2021. Um, my next game is <laughs> Outlast Trials. Do you remember Outlast? I remember Outlast. This is the Outlast. third, I want to say. Outlast. This is the third game. Yes. Okay. There was there's Outlast where you're in the you're in I think it's a psych ward the whole game. Um and there's like the twins. Do you remember Outlast? Outlast. I remember bits and pieces of it. It's a little older it's gotten some age but it's like super loved and they did um ls2 which was i think in set in arizona where i'm from and it's like a creepy cult oh, and yeah. the cult leaders like i have right to, to take any woman i want and all the village people are like i guess you do um <laughs> <laughs> it's like super shock value i really didn't enjoy it i didn't like the whole um religious um motivated plot felt really flat and it was like way too shock value like every note i remember reading was just trying to shock you like with the most obscene mm -hmm. stuff and i'm like okay we get it you're hitting us over the head with it it was it felt disappointing um but the Alice trials is the third installment and it's apparently going to be co-op available like one to four players and it's set in like cold war era interesting um it seems really different i don't know how co-op would work in a game like this, it's like single playthrough, maybe. It's a co-op um, single player. It it could be one to four players. I'm pretty sure. I think that's what I read. Oh, I mean, uh, sorry. Uh, it's like co-op, but like you're not fighting against like another person. You're actually uh, no. playing through the story. Okay. Yeah, I think I I am not sure, but that sounds exciting. Outlasting oh. something different as well, in line with Five Nights at Freddy's. Interesting. Changing the game. Um, did you play Outlast? No. Um, I've only watched uh, you play it. <laughs> I love that last one. I played it, I think, four times. <laughs> Every difficulty wow. is so good. <laughs> um, 
the last game that I have for you is Scorn. Have you heard of this? Scorn. I haven't talked to you about Scorn. Scorn, 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 Scorn. Scorn. Uh, it's, it's old. It was first announced in 2014, and it's still not out. What? Seven years yeah, in development? Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. It's like um, inspired by Alien, so everything is like you can't tell if it's technology or organic flesh or it's it's a really like Alien inspired like unique environment. Like the guns are made of the same things as the walls. Um, the monsters look very like Doom esque kind of thing. It's I've been so excited for this game for so many years. I feel like infinitely teased by this game of like, when is this coming out? But um, I think that the whispers are 2021 is going to be the year and they want to make it for Xbox X because they want it to be like top and then nothing retrospective about it. Uh-huh. I said, I think they're doing Xbox X and PC. Hmm. Okay. Man, I, I, I think this one flew under the radar for me. I'm not even sure if I've heard the name. But that's scored. I will remember it now. <laughs> seven um, years in development. How about you? Um, yeah, seven years. Long time. Jeez. All right. For me, okay. So really, I have. I I really just have one title that I've been like itching to get my hands on, and it's Kerbal Space Program Two. <laughs> I, I've okay. never played Kerbal Space. I don't know what it is. Explain it from the beginning. Okay. So um, for those who haven't played the first game, it's a um, it's a sandbox game where you build uh, rocket ships and you send these little um, creatures. They're called Kerbals. And you, you send them into space. And really, that's it. It's just a sandbox game where you build rockets, you test out designs, and you can see how um, they fare, like whether they go up into space, whether they just crash and burn. And part of that is just the um, the charm of it. Like you can build this really, really ridiculous looking rocket and and if it manages to get up into space, that's great. Like it's, it's just an amazing sight <laughs> to see. That's but, great. <laughs> yeah, like, but you know, 99% of the time it's going to, fall apart you know a rocket's gonna go flying off into the distance it's gonna just like crash and burn and like all of your kerbals just like got incinerated but (laughs) it's the the great part of it is like you can keep building this sort of world you can keep building the space station um that is in orbit around your planet you can use that as a launching platform to then go to the next planet in the solar system. And then you can go there, you land on that planet, release a little rover that can, you know, go around and scan stuff. And you can keep doing this. Each planet in the solar system just gets harder and harder and harder to get to. Each providing like its own little challenges on how to get there. And I just I just found this like to be a really really great chill game when you just want to you know mess around and create um, a rocket with a hundred boosters on it and you know if it falls apart we'll just add more struts to like keep it in place just like it's basically duct tape you just keep wrapping this thing around and you know hoping that it doesn't fall apart and you know what it works 
Cute. What, what is the second game going to offer differently? So uh, I believe that it's going to be under a different studio. So they're actually expanding the game so that it has multiplayer. Um, and you can create like little colonies on other planets. Um, there's a lot of um, great little features. I'm forgetting most of them right now, but it's going to keep the same core of like building rockets and um, uh, building out your base, um, collecting science, and then growing from there. Kind of like um, like a career mode, starting from nothing, but expanding across the entire galaxy. Or not the galaxy. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering, but I'm, I believe you can actually travel to other solar systems. I could be misremembering that, but I... Yeah, I'm not really sure on that. Uh, but the the big thing is multiplayer. I, I really think that this is going to be a great multiplayer game where you can just kind of like build rockets together and just send them off into space. Um, like one person could be controlling like the actual shuttle and uh, the other person could be like on a lunar lander or something like that. Um, and I don't know, I think this is going to be like a great little co-op game to play with friends just to, you know, mess around and create like the rocket of your dreams, which may end up having 120 boosters. Who knows? Rocket of my dreams, finally. Yeah, so was there no co-op in the first one? No, it was a completely single player game. So, know. yeah, like um, the like when I played it, I had um, I had this rocket called the Toyota Corolla and okay it was the most like basic rocket that you could build to get up into the atmosphere or up into orbit and i used that for so much it was like it was like a toyota corolla it was your basic rocket that just got you from point a to point b it did nothing else <laughs> it did its job and it was efficient in what it did <laughs> so i called it the toyota corolla <laughs> and like that was just how I had fun. I was just like messing around and creating like a little um, things that I wanted to see if it would work. You know, um, one of the, one of my favorite memories from that game actually was uh, I had traveled to um, one of the moons surrounding um, the planet of uh, Kerbin. I think it's Kerbin. Um, but when I got there, I realized that um, I had ran out of fuel getting there. Um, so I only had enough to just land on the moon and my astronaut was, was stranded on there. I had no way to get him off. I was like, Oh no, what am I going to do? Like he's my favorite guy. And so I decided to mount a rescue mission. And so I built another rocket this time with like a little bit of extra stuff on there, uh, just to help him like, uh, get back to the, the home planet. Um, so I built it, I added extra fuel just to make sure that I would get there and, you know, be able to bring it back. Um, and I managed to fly it over there. I dropped the lander. I put my stranded astronaut on the outside of the capsule. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a little chair that you can put. So I strapped him on the outside of a capsule because I didn't have the ability to get like a bigger capacity capsule. And so I had him strapped to the outside of his castle, flying back to Kerbin on a rocket ship. So he's he's having the time of his life. He's like all happy and stuff. But when I get back to my home planet and I go into the atmosphere, my my rocket's like burning up. 
<laughs> he, he's on the outside of this shuttle, like burning up. It doesn't it doesn't even phase him. And when I release my parachute, right before I hit the water, the chair snaps off from the shuttle. Okay. He dies. Does he live? He died. No, no. What do you mean? Stories <laughs> horrible. I want to do stories. I went through all that. He gets back to his planet, and the reason he dies was because I opened the chute, and the force of the 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 shuttle of lander stopping caused the chair to snap off the side and no. launched him towards the ground. <laughs> he went into the ground and ended up being this little puff of smoke. And I'm like, oh no. RIP. Oh All no. that for nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, the emotional attachment you must have had to even siege this mission. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so cute. That was, that was like the best part of it. It's just like I got attached to my little astronauts that I didn't want them to, like, you know, die or anything. Like, they would always be replaced, but like, Jebediah is always going to be my main man. Like, he. I don't know. I just had an attachment to all these like little little guys. So I don't know. It's, it's a it was a really really fun game, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to the second one. Thank you. Do you have any idea what time of year it'll come out? No, nah, it's just it's TBD for now. Um, so TBD. yeah, we'll just have to wait and see like when when it drops because you never know. It, it it could be like any time. Like it could be late this year. I'm betting late this year. Just because they haven't said anything. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Very cool. Yeah, you know, we're we're coming up uh actually a little bit over an hour, so how are you feeling about uh calling it? Yeah, I have finished my thoughts. And wait, I have one more thought. I'd oh, like to wish Ryan a speedy recovery and being sick sucks, and I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, totally. Ryan, feel better soon. I know you'll be back next week. So, yeah, thank thank you, Nadia, for filling in. I really appreciate this because it's, a, it's such short notice. Ooh. We saved it's Christmas. me, right, Nadia? <laughs> we saved Christmas, everyone. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Punching ear. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. So thank you again for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Uh, Nadia, where can everybody find you? I am on Twitch, uh, TV slash Dear Nadia with two E's. Um, thank you for listening. Please share with your friends and family. Tell them about no content. <laughs> and everybody, you can always find me at twitch.tv slash pixel underscore pusher 101. And you know what? I'll shout out Ryan because he's not here. So find him at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. So as always, guys, <laughs> thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.